0: Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself, as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media. An entrepreneurship podcast for Christians, all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am so excited. I know I say this every week, but I'm really, really excited for this episode because I get to talk to my girl, Jessica Williams of Irregular Exposure and the Fashionpreneur Academy. Jessica is like one of the most bossed up people I know. And it's crazy because (laughs) as successful as she is, she has the work ethic as if she's just starting out. And then she also has the humility as if she's just starting out. Like always willing to be a student, always willing to pour back into other people. So I just love her just as a person. And then it's an added bonus that she's really about to drop some gems for you guys. So Jessica, thank you so, so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. Look, we was just talking, y'all, for like a good couple of minutes. I was like, let me just shut up so we can say all this on the podcast. But Thank you for having me. I, you just have no idea. I'm, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Like, I know you're gassing me right now, but like, I am just so proud of you. I'm so proud to have you as a friend. I'm so proud to just have you in my life in regards to my business. Cause I don't think you realize how much you've contributed to my business in in, oh. in so many ways. So thank you yeah. for having me. Oh, you about to make me shed a third tear. It's too early on, for that. Mom. Come on, Come <laughs> on. well let's just hop right into it okay so let's start from the beginning i love your story about how you first started a regular exposure in your mom's basement when you were a teenager you talk about how she bought you your first sewing kit and that's just pretty much where this huge empire that you're building started at so take us back to the basement and tell us how this baby boss turned into this powerhouse that you are today Wow. Okay. So back to the basement. So I got to actually take you back a little bit before the basement. I was headed to high school. No, I was already in high school. I was in the ninth grade. I was 14 years old. And every summer my mom made it her like business to make sure that me, my sister and brother were doing something extracurricular. So um, this particular year, she was able to have a friend connect her with the NAACP Youth Entrepreneurship Program. And my sister had done the program previously. She's now a doctor. So the the program was amazing for youth um, that wanted to just be career driven, be entrepreneurs. So my mom was able to get me in like last minute into this program. And it was a six week program. At the end, you get $500. But at 14 years old, I thought that was like everything. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing the program Um, and I went in and they said like, so what's your business? And I literally just felt like fashion is the first thing that came out. And it really, I didn't realize how much fashion and creativity was part of my life. My grandmother was a seamstress. Um, I remember she made my sisters and my cousins prom gowns. And I loved watching that process and watching her do fittings with them. I always was over the top. Like the way I dressed in middle school and elementary school, I would try to Flip around my uniforms. I wore uniforms my whole like childhood from pre-K to 12th grade. So I always was creative to try to stand out with jewelry and different shoes. And I was always just that person that wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. Um so I, went back and I started creating things, like just like customizing um jackets and and hoodies. And um that following year, I went back to school in the 10th grade and I started selling hoodies. Um and my mom saw like how serious I was taking it. She had to drive me like almost every day to Walmart to go pick up hoodies and paint. Um, and she would take me and she contributed so much. Like just having a parent that contributes so much. And my dad, he did he did the best he could. He was a great dad. He wasn't in the household um, after I was in like middle school, um, but he definitely supported. But my mom, her contributions are like the most invaluable thing to to me. Like every day she would drive me wherever I needed to go. She put me in sewing classes um, with Joanne's fabrics. I mean, she literally went above and beyond. And um, I remember this was like a good three years. And then it went from hoodies to me after taking those sewing classes, I was starting to do prom gowns for people. So she was now contributing in that way, driving me to fabric stores. Then I finally got my license at 16 and I could take myself. And I would literally just go get fabrics and materials and continue to design for my clientele. And I think my mom just saw the passion. It turned into a a little, like literally a full-time job for me um, Mm -hmm. while in high school and my grades were still up. So my mom like saw that this was my gift. And one Christmas I remember um, actually on my sweet 16, she got me my LLC and I didn't understand that then I had no Mm -hmm. clue what she was doing. I'm like, wow, like she got me an LLC for my birthday. Like I got papers for my birthday. But now I look back like, oh, my gosh. And I remember that following year for Christmas, um, they like my family blindfolded me and took me in the basement and was like, open your eyes. And I'm like, what could possibly be down here? It was regular <laughs> exposure written on the wall. It was a couch for customers. It was literally a store in the basement. And I remember just breaking down like, oh, my gosh. So I was literally taking customers, trapping out the basement, Raven, our business coach, was like one of my clients. I had so many clients like just coming into this basement and it was a good two year run um, before I went off to college while I was using this basement. Even when I came home on weekends from college, that was like my showroom. So that's that's really how it was birthed. Wow, that's awesome. Everybody, what's your mom's name? Trina. She is the MVP. Yes. Shout out to Trina. Everybody needs a Trina in their life. And that's awesome. so awesome. So how did a regular exposure then get out of the basement? Oh my gosh. So when I was in the basement, I enjoyed the process. I I felt like I learned so much about just business ethics. Um, one thing that Raven always says when she tells about her experiences with me in the basement, she always said, you know, I was so young, but I gave her the best experience she ever had when it came to, um, like a custom design. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to get good customer service. I don't know what it is about creatives, but a lot of creatives have a challenge with giving great service. They're so creative that they don't know how to do business. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wanted to do, I wanted to be better at business than anything. Um, I wanted to be better with giving you an experience. And I felt like my sewing skills back then weren't the best. I could put it together, but I was not, you know, Versace. So (laughs) I, I definitely needed to show you a different experience. Um, and I felt like, like, God, why are these people coming to me when I'm still, you know, learning, I'm still growing as a seamstress and a designer, but it was because of that experience. Um, so I wanted to give them an even bigger experience. So I ended up going to college. And in that time, I was still sewing out of my college dorm room in Philly. Um, and when I came home, I was so in my studio down in the basement. Um, But following graduation, I felt like, okay, I got to get a nine to five. I'm not making enough money. Um, So I ended up working in property management and part-time as a seamstress. Um, My mom had moved, the house like had got sold. And at this point I was probably like 21. So it was time for me to move out on my own. Um, So I ended up getting an apartment. Every apartment I ever had was two bedrooms every time because my second room was always that sewing room. I still needed some type of foundation at home because that's how I started. Um so I literally turned my second bedroom into my sewing room and I would meet clients at like different offices to pick up custom orders and then I just got uninspired for a second I shut down custom ordering um after my dad had passed and I know we're going to talk about that too but like I had to shut down custom ordering um but I wanted to still offer some type of experience for people and I still wanted to design I just wanted to make what I wanted so I ended up opening an office in downtown Baltimore on like St. Paul street. Um, it was really low cost. It was like 500 bucks a month. Um, so I decided to just open an office for a six under a six month lease. Um, and I tested the waters and that's when I decided like, okay, I definitely want to become a ready to wear designer. I want to design what I want to make. I want to make seasonal collections. I don't want to just, I don't want you to bring me a picture of Beyonce and say, turn me into this anymore. That's not what I want to do. Um, So I ended up transitioning into custom design, and from there, I realized, okay, this brand is—I don't know if I'm supposed to be in this showroom either. I think that I need to focus on online growth um, before I do anything. So that's what I had did next. I really just focused on growing online, um, growing my presence growing and connecting with a powerful network and connecting with spiritual women that were all about faith and putting God first in their businesses. And they became my customers naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that was, that was a big shift for me. So I really got out of the basement through just growing up. I was only 16 and 17 while I was sewing at home. And then I had just experienced life. I went to college and then I came home and had to join the workforce. So all those things contributed. So I wasn't necessarily in a happy place when I had to get out the basement. It was more of like, okay, you're not making enough money here. So you got to get a nine to five and put this business part-time. And then I realized very early on, like we always say part-time energy equals part-time results. And I needed to do something different. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I got out of the basement. It was really just going through college and then transitioning into having that office while still working. I had that office part-time. So I was still working full-time and working part-time in my business. And then I decided, okay, I want to go online. So how did you, in that time period where your nine to five pretty much was the investor into your business so that you can continue to grow, how were you able to kind of manage that nine to five responsibility while still growing this baby that you had? Yeah. So With me, I'm super organized and I actually have realized I I was speaking to God yesterday. I had like the most powerful prayer last night. I just spent like my whole night with God and I realized he had revealed to me so many things. Like I am a micromanager and I can be in control of everything. So Mm -hmm. I used to just overdo it. (laughs) I was overworking myself. Like it wasn't necessarily a balance. It was more like overworking. I sacrificed time with family who were the people that contributed to me being here. So I would miss out. I remember like recently I missed my, um, I had a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot and I missed my nephew's birthday party. And that's when I realized like, no, but like, I got to his party and the kids were leaving. And I said, absolutely. This is not what we do it for. Um, but back then, you know, this is before my nephew was born. Um, I really, couldn't manage it so I went to my job and I gave notice to my job that I was leaving I gave two weeks notice and my supervisor at the time I remember her pulling me up like hey so you're leaving you have the opportunity to make eighty thousand dollars a year here I think that's crazy for you to leave to sew dresses like literally was saying this to me like (laughs) I make I make 80k here like you know between you and me I make 80k so you need to rethink that and I'm like 22 or something. So I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like, should I be doing this? She makes $80,000. That's so much money. I only make like 30 at this point, maybe less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, you know what? Can I renege and, and just give, can I do work here part-time? Mm-hmm. And I was contributing so much to their business that they agreed to it. Like I, it was right. a job, it was a business where they were open like Monday to Saturdays And Sunday was the only closing day and you worked five days a week. They allowed me to work only Monday to Wednesday. That's it. And then I would work on my business Thursday to Saturday. And I remember all the other employees was like, how can she, how does she get to do this? How is this even allowed? And it's like, I asked and they allowed it. And I realized like now looking bad, like it was completely the enemy trying to trick my mind. It did. Um, But I'm saying, he like, oh, why am I still not making enough money in design? I'm now here part-time, but that's not what God had planned for me. He wanted me to be there full-time. He needed my undivided attention. And I was yeah. giving him a little bit of attention Thursday to Saturday, and I was missing out on things. So, um, yeah, I, I felt like I, I, it, it wasn't really a balance. I wasn't balancing it. It was more of like, oh, I'll just give a little here, a little there, thinking that this full-time business was my investor. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the plan, but I, I'm so glad it all happened. Cause like experience is the greatest teacher, you know? Yes, I love how you say God wanted my undivided attention because a lot of times that's what it is. When we think about making that transition from being a full-time employee or having a nine to five to being a full-time entrepreneur, we think it's all about the business. Or I know for me, when God told me it was time to leave my job, I just thought that I was about to be just out here living my best life and Mm -hmm. everything was gonna take off, but he just wanted my attention. That's all. And it's so funny because similarly to you, I um had a really good relationship with everybody I work with. They love me because I just feel like you should always do great with whatever role you show up to, no matter if it's a job and you know you're not going to be there forever. I just think it's a character thing that you should always show up as your best. And no exactly. matter what. In. So they love me there. And the, I remember the um the partner. At the firm I worked at, I worked at an accounting firm and I did their marketing. And he was uh-huh. like, what makes you, you, you doing what you're leaving. And I don't never tell people everything. So I just like gave them some fluffy answer. Like, Oh, I'm going to just pursue my dreams. Or I don't know what I said, but it was uh-huh. super fluffy. And he was like, don't you think you're too young to do that? Don't you think you need to do this, that, and the other. And I was just like looking at him and I was just smiling like, okay. <laughs> Okay. I went to church last Sunday, and it was um, the sermon was about the purge, and it was and the, the pastor had said one of the the quickest ways to lose out on what God has planned for you is to listen to man. Like if you listen to what people say, oh my gosh! And then that same Sunday, that same day, um, my cousin had a baby shower, and I saw my aunt on my dad's side, and I, I have a relationship with them, but it's very minimal. I feel like we always had challenges like my mom's side, like me, my sister and brother are like, we talk all day, every day. We literally do anything for each other. My sister lives in Philly. um, You know, so like we will drive up to Philly just to go to the gym with her. Like we go hard for each other. But when it comes to my dad's side, it's always been like a little of a disconnect where we check in probably like a good once every six months to a year. And I've been putting in more work on that as well. Like I went to, I'm a family reunion that they had in California recently. So I I just been trying to do more work, but I feel like we don't really know each other on that level. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling my aunt while I was at the baby shower on Sunday, like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'm moving to Cali. And I told them this at the reunion a few months back and they're like, oh, you're really moving? I'm like, yeah, like I told y'all that. (laughs) So like I I told y'all and I remember her saying to me, like, come here real quick. Are you sure you want to do this? And the way she said it, and she was like, you know, well, how's your mom? And I'm like, what? What?" Mm-hmm. Like, she was so concerned with stuff that, she, like, it was just crazy to see how, it, if I listened to you, I would literally question what God already told me to do. And yeah. I just was looking like, there's no way, nothing you're saying <laughs> matters, like, and yeah. you don't know. And it's like, sometimes family, friends, they like, they don't know. I had people all the time. A guy came to my store the other day, like, are you sure? I heard the market out there is is really challenging. Like, it's like, if you listen to people, oh my gosh, they will have you down so bad. And I had given notice three times in my job and I was pretty transparent in my job. They knew I designed clothing, but that Mm -hmm. one time I just told you about was the first time I gave notice. I had given notice a second time. They tricked me with giving me like an extra $10,000. They gave me extra money off my apartment. And then I had to give notice again, like 30 days later, I was like, y'all I'm leaving. Like. It, mm. it really took me a lot of time, so believe me, I know. I understand that wholeheartedly. But I did not- you keep the ten thousand dollars though? what? <laughs> I, I definitely took the ten. I was like, let me look at this real quick. And you know, with property management, they give you like discounted apartments. So I was living in like a two bedroom for like two hundred dollars a month. I'm oh my like, God. yes. So I'm like, is this God or? And I realized it's the enemy tricking me. Like, you really, you are you excited because you're getting. rent, but I have something completely different planned for you. You worried about rent. You worry about saving money when I have an abundance for you. Like I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And then that third time I was like, you know what? It's, it's time. And you know, what's so funny about $10,000 The third time I had given notice. Well, the second time um, I got a promotion. So I went from a leasing rep to a property manager. Um, I got this amazing promotion and I was at this office by myself. And you know me, Tatum, you know, I need to be, I like to have fun. I cannot work by myself. So I immediately started working on my business even further. And I remember like, uh, just feeling like I have to get out of here. This is making me so unhappy. And my brother, who's like one of my best friends in the world, me and my sister and brother are super tight. Like I said, he um told me to come to his house one day. So I get to his house and he's um showing me a motivational video from uh E.T. What's his full name? Um, um Eric um. Thomas. Yes, Eric Thomas, yes, and you talked about him in your book. Uh-huh. So we were watching a video from Eric Thomas and Eric was talking about how he went from homeless to this million dollar empire. And my brother was basically like just having an intervention with me. And at the end of the video, he was like, if you leave your job right now, I will give you a $10,000 investment and I don't, want, I don't want it back ever. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, so I had to say like, okay, so my job is offering me 10,000, but this person that believes in me more than anyone is offering me $10,000. He's like, I wanna invest in your business. I need you. Oh, at first, at first, he was like, you can give it back over five years. No interest. So I'm like, okay. So Mm -hmm. I literally am thinking like, should I be doing this? And I remember he came to my nine to five with a $10,000 check and was like, are you ready to give notice? And I said, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. literally, I gave notice, did my full two weeks. I have full respect for that job. They still love me. And then like, I remember the first day being an entrepreneur, I was sitting in my, in my room, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I had a business coach. I knew what I should be doing, but Mm -hmm. it was just so, that first day of you realizing you don't have a job is only, is you, bruh. Realizing you don't know nothing. You thought that you had it together. You don't know nothing. (laughs) Listen, I was sitting in that living room, like, should I get dressed? Should I I dress in pajamas? what time do I do should I go to do I have a lunch break like I'm literally rethinking (laughs) life and I'm like okay let me just start with doing some follow-up calls connecting with people and I remember the first 24 hours of being an entrepreneur I made $12,000 and I remember I was like wow and I called my brother like I have your money I have it and he's like I don't want that like it's a (laughs) I don't want that and I'm like, wow, like this is, this is it. This is it. So yeah, I I totally, totally know how you feel with that. No, it's so good because, and it's so, this is why it's so important for people to be rooted in having a relationship with God and things like that before. Well, not before, but just being rooted in it while you're building a business, because uh-huh. then you'll be able to discern when the enemy is trying to throw you off as opposed to trying to make it seem like, oh, these are my thoughts, if that makes sense. Like I was listening to um, Courtney Sanders podcast and she was saying how she had been running from what God called her to do for six years. And she thought Mm -hmm. that all of the spiritual warfare that she was going through was her. But in essence, it was spiritual warfare, but she just didn't have the language to figure out that's what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. But now looking Mm -hmm. back, she's able to identify it. And I think it's so important Um, And that just goes to why it's so important for us to be rooted in God, because when somebody comes to you and be like, are you sure? Then your red flags can go up and be like, oh, okay, get behind me, Satan, because that's exactly what the devil said to to Jesus when he was in the wilderness. Are you sure God said that? And and the Bible even shows us like the devil knows the the word, too. So he'll give you the the scriptures, you know what I mean? He'll give you the scripture that you think is that you think. it's for you and warp it in a way to where he'll have you second guessing everything that God told you to do. But in order for us to really fight against that and recognize it and having that discernment, we got to really stay rooted in the things that God says. And I did an interview yesterday and she said that when God gave her, she's a therapist, and when God gave her um, the idea or basically gave her that kick to go and start her own practice, she was very protective of it. She had already been strong in faith prior to it. So she was um, protective of it in a sense where she was like, I'm not going to share what I'm doing with anybody unless I have the peace that there's somebody I should be talking to this about. And I thought it was a way for her to be proactive instead of reactive. Like I know for, for you and for me, I was telling everybody. And then realizing when they like, you sure you should do that? Or aren't you too young? They were trying to plant these seeds. And that aren't you too young thing for me just kept playing. Like, man, I should just go get a job. I got time. I'm only 23. Mm -hmm. I'm only this. I'm only that. I should just go back to work or this, that, and the other. Like, no, that's not what God called you to do. You're not too young to make an impact. And so I had to kind of grow spiritually, though, to be able to get confidence but I think that's just such a great story about how the enemy will really try to come at you and push you backwards as opposed to you really running after what God has for you. Oh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you, too, like in this time of putting in your notice, I know you had a, a business coach, you were working with Raven. When did you know it was time to hire a business coach? Wow. So when it came to a business coach, I had never heard or understood this concept of business coaching. Mm -hmm. Instagram was definitely like a hit when, when I, when me and you were, you know, being coached, Mm -hmm. but like, I didn't know there were all these people out there like giving consultations. I I had never seen it. Me either. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Like people are trusting in other people to start their businesses. I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And I was in a place where I did not know God. I didn't have a relationship with him the way I do now. I always knew God. I, I grew up in church, but it was nothing. It is completely different having a relationship with God as a grown woman. Yeah. To, like completely different. So like I'm 24 years old and I remember I was at the job full time still and I'm feeling like, okay, I got to do something different. And this is literally, they had just made the offer to me to get the promotion to the, the position where I was like feeling like I was in solitude in a sense. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the position, you know? So I knew that I was leaving my place of comfort at my job. So at my job, I had, I literally was working with two of my best friends and they became my best friends at work. You know how people say like, they got their work husbands and their work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I met my best friends at work. Like God puts people in your life for a certain season. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first position at that job, like I said, I was a leasing rep and I wasn't happy with that office. And Out of the blue, I got transferred to this other office. And my supervisor, his name is James. He is my very one of my very best friends. Like gives me the best advice in the world. His children are like my god kids. Like amazing and I remember one time Taylor who's our mutual coaching mate and one of my best friends came in looking for a job and I'm like oh girl apply we have mutual friends so all three of us are working together (laughs) so that tells you what every day we were having a ball we used to shut down the model office and go eat pizza like we just was living our best lives at this job it was fun like I literally looked forward to work because we had so much fun and supported each other and also even throughout this fun we got our work done And James would let me off of work to go do fashion shows or to go meet with um, different vendors in New York. If there was a trade show, he would let me off. Like he believed in my business and my vision so much. I remember him telling me so many things. And I told them like, um, well, I had a dream. I had a dream one day, December 2015. I have a dream that I am at the office with them, but we're at a we're at a different office. We're literally across from the hospital that my dad passed away in. My dad passed away December 2011. Um, out of the blue, he had a heart attack and passed away. Very healthy guy died. Um, and I was across from there, and we were at work, all three of us. Um, and I remember a family came in looking for an apartment, and I'm touring them throughout the apartment, and I'm telling James like James, I gotta go. He always used to let me off in real life, so in the dream, I'm telling him I gotta go. I have to get next door. And I'm looking out the windows and seeing like the entire city of Baltimore celebrities pulling up to next door to this grand opening to a store. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go. And James is like, you can't leave today. Like, it's too busy today. You got to stay the whole day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I remember as soon as I finished this tour, I run next door to my grand opening. It's my grand opening. Everybody's leaving. Like everybody is walking out the grand opening. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry, y'all come back in, please. And they're like, no, we got to go. Like, we got to go. So my dad was the only person left in there. And it was weird. Like, it was like a, it was like a boutique, but in the back was kind of like a salon. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in one of the salon chairs, looking at myself in the mirror by, like by myself, I got on my work clothes. I'm not even in my brand, just looking crazy. Like, ah, I I did it again. I, I missed my opportunity. And my father walks up to me just like his true self. Like, I can't believe you. I told you to listen. You missed your mark. You are not being obedient. I need you to do what I told you to do. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I, I, I have a lot of prophetic dreams about my father. It's kind of weird. I have so many prophetic dreams about him. I remember, um, it's usually like once every six months to a year. I remember the day of his funeral. I also had a dream, uh in 2011, like it was so vivid. So I was used to him coming to me in my dreams. And this one was just as vivid as that dream the day that we went to his funeral. Like I know when he, when God is using him to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And I woke up, I had never, I don't even remember any dream I ever had that well, <laughs> like other than the dreams when he comes to me. And I remember waking up like, I know what I gotta do. That same day, that exact day, I went to work with Taylor and James. I didn't tell anybody about this dream. I kept it to myself. And that's when I got to know God on an even higher level. I felt like God is telling me I had to get to know him first And put him first. So I started praying that day, and I remember um, my friend James came to me all in this one day. He comes to me like, "Do you go to church?" And I'm like, "James, you know, I I have a hurt, I love hate with church. I I don't really go to church like that. I believe in God." And he said, "You know, you so worried about why your business not growing. You can't even recite to me ten scriptures. You can't recite to me the Lord's Prayer." Wow. And I was like, "You're right. (laughs) You're right." And he's like, "You gotta get rooted. You gotta get rooted." And I'm like, that is a best friend. If you ask me, Mm -hmm. that is a best friend. So I'm like, wow, like you're right. And I remember that evening I'm home scrolling on Instagram and I see Raven put up this uh, free ebook about like the 10 things you're missing in your business. And I'm like, let me read this. And mind you, at this point, I had put my business on the back burner. I was now full time within my business. Well, within the um, nine to five again. Mm. So like, I'm not even thinking about sewing right now. Like I'm totally full-time property manager about to make 50,000 a year. You can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, so it, this was a sign I need to get back into my business. Like I had a gift and I'm like, okay. I'm reading over the ebook and it literally, I felt like she was speaking directly to me. So I applied immediately for a call with her and me and Raven already knew of each other. Like we knew of each other right. because like I said, he was a client of mine. So she's like, I thought you were working full-time in your business. Like I always see your stuff online. I'm like, no, I have a full-time job. And she's like, Girl, let's, let's have a, a planning session. Let's really plan this out. And I trusted Raven because I already knew her. I knew who she was. We had a lot of mutual friends. But I remember the first thing she said was like, you know, pray over it before you make a decision of working with me. And that stuck out again. I yeah. felt like God was was using people all in one day. And I'm like, okay. So I, I I remember going back to that nine to five. Me and Taylor were working one day. James was off. And I told her, I said, I've had the opportunity to work with this business coach, it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. She gave me the rate. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't know. And she was like, just pray over it. And she said, just sign the documents. Just sign them. I said, no, I can't. It's too expensive. And then James was off this day. He came in just to grab something. And I told James, I said, you know, I had this opportunity to work with a business coach. And he said, well, don't do it and, and, and be here with me in a year. Just do what you've been doing since it worked so well for you. And I was <laughs> like, you know what, James? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. So Taylor snatches my phone, signs the documents. It was like a virtual e-signature. Signs and It was like, you in it now. I'm like, oh my gosh. I remember getting all the welcome papers. Like, I'm really really agreeing to pay this. And it was, oh my gosh. It was the best decision I ever made. When you invest in yourself and when it's an investment that isn't like $200 a month and $250, you have a different level of sacrifice you make to see this win. And that's why I value people so much they know their worth like it make it puts another level of fire under you when you didn't pay $200 for a program I'm sorry it does when you when you know you just you could have took out a loan to do this you you do a little different and I remember like I put in work like I put in so much work in that program and like I think people feel like it's so it's so many coaches right now so oversaturated you have to make sure people are qualified Mm-hmm. And Raven was overly qualified. It wasn't her degrees that impressed me. It was the fact that she was putting golfers and teaching her clients to do the same thing. It mm-hmm. was the fact that she was holding me accountable. She had a curriculum. Um, like a lot of these coaches don't even have curriculums. They just say they're going to have a consulting conversation with you. A, 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 let's let's do consultant. Let, let's do all these different one time Q&A's. Like for mm-hmm. me, that doesn't work. I need a Curriculum like you like you're literally charging people to ask questions and you don't even have you done the research to even give them their most effective answer right. like and I felt like Raven had a full curriculum and it taught me so much and I remember when I, when we had our first session she said like you know you have to do more than have a, a store and I said exactly I know I need more than just products and she said well why don't you teach people how to do what you do and I was like huh and she was like yo you're you're so good at what you do like And I was like, I I know I'm good. She was like, no, you're like, I don't think you realize my experience with you. I never forget. I still tell people about my experience with you when I came to your basement and you gave me water. You, you gave me the most excellent customer service. You followed up. My products were done early in advance. Like my, my collection that I asked to have made was done. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know if I could do that. And I'm literally thinking like, no, I'm not supposed to be doing that. And she's like, no, you need to help people. And then like four months into working with her, I was out of the nine to five. I had never seen less than five figures a month since that day. And I was only 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me like, you have to build a curriculum. Like, so I started looking at what I know. And I made the Irregular Exposure Fashion Academy. And it was just an extra page on my, on my website for my clothing. So I had like a boutique in this one page that says like, a regular exposure. Oh, it was called the school of design, a regular exposure school of design. And I started teaching people how to design. And I remember I got so many inquiries and I'm like, y'all really want me to teach y'all how to, it's not that hard to me, but mm-hmm. I realized I, had, I had read this book called out outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it talks about being an expert and how it takes 10 years to be an expert. It takes 10,000 hours to be successful, to be an outlier. And I remember Oprah talked about this book, Kevin Hart, And you can master anything. If you put in time, like you can master anything if you put in time. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, that was my 10th year when I started working with Raven. Like I was an expert and I didn't even realize it. And I remember like I had all these inquiries and two clients came to me that were like, I want to pay in full for you to teach me how to do what you do. And I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it. And I realized like, God is really using me. So I continue to to grow it, and I remember Raven telling me like you just broke a record within my business. You're my youngest clients who you ever leave their nine to five, and you made five figures. Like that's something that nobody has ever done. It I've worked with like God is using you, and I was like wow. Until this day, you know, like Raven ain't going nowhere within our businesses. Like right. we still in our alumni coaching. We still in our group chats. Right. Like I just had to put my phone do not disturb because I see our group chat is going yeah, off. I know, know you get them too. <laughs> like she's such a pivotal person within my business and it's not just her i have so many mentors now um that she connected me to that i've connected myself with i have so many relationships but she taught me the foundation literally the foundation of being the being a boss but i feel like not just being a boss but being like you always say blessed and <laughs> being a boss but it was so many things that i learned within that, co- that coaching program so to me i always go for who puts faith first before I invest in anybody? And you talked about that in your book. Like when you're choosing a coach, like y'all got to make sure that you're praying to the same God. Because yeah. if not, like you could be investing in the enemy and not even know it. Because a lot of people out here are doing what you do. I saw, and I don't even look for this stuff. But two of my, um, two of my, well, two of my associates in the past thirty days have messaged me on social media. Like, have you seen this? Like, is somebody duplicating your work? And I'm like, y'all, it's nothing to worry about. And they are pissed for me like one of them was like I know her I'm gonna say something to her I'm like no no like it's somebody out there that literally is like I can't I don't even know I haven't even looked into I don't know if it's my full curriculum but it's like kind of like a a similar name a similar product or or service basically and I'm like y'all what's for me is for me and what's for anybody else is for them so if God has directed anybody to do anything similar you better believe we we both gonna be it's not taking any success out of me like it's not if that's what that person's supposed to do is what was for them, and if it's not, believe me, like they will know what's for them. It's not for you to come in and, and try to stop it. That's not how this works. So, like, um, I just realized how much God used me with creating the academy. So, I feel like to this day that was this is that is my biggest why. Like, I I I cannot believe what's been done with this academy. So only three years in, of course it's not the school of design anymore it's way bigger than that and I totally found my purpose through the the coaching um curriculum so yeah I feel like I invested in a coach and that coach really directed me to my next my next season Mm -hmm. um yeah it's very important to me to have the right coaches and mentors though the right ones that's awesome, and that's such something that a lot of you guys that's listening need to to really take to heart the importance of investing in your business and understanding that buying a bunch of these twenty seven dollar, nineteen dollar, two hundred dollar courses is not going to cut it. It may be expensive to you because everybody's you know financial situation is different, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not that big of an investment. Like I think we should have. Something where like all Ravens clients come together and talk about what they had to do to, get to pay for our program because like, my grocery budget was destroyed my parents own a commercial cleaning business I'm cleaning uh, buildings because I needed the extra money like I was doing anything I'm hiding money from myself in my apartment like I was doing so much stuff because I was like I need a coach and I'm not and a lot of people ask like well, how do you know when it's time to do this or whatever? I'm like, find somebody that'll teach you that stuff that's already an expert and just invest in them. Recreating a the will, to me, was just a waste of time when I can just invest in somebody who has a track record of being successful and they believe in the same God I believe in. It's a win-win situation, but- um, Exactly. Yes, them stories on how we pay for Raven. I'm gonna text her and tell her that. <laughs> something (laughs) because I'm sure it was was. you couldn't tell me I was not about to be broke living on the street I was like okay so like I literally was going to my account like okay Jesus all right like I remember but now I look back like uh, my mindset is completely different and I remember when I asked Raven about her program she told me we're gonna spend the first three months on mindset and I said we can skip that can we skip that part right and she was like no and I thank God so much because like when I tell you my mindset would be completely different like now I have no problem investing in stuff I will invest in the right person Mm -hmm. and and God directs me because I know that the after value on it I think we forget the after value like if 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 somebody if if my culture program is not cheap and if you go on my website it'll tell you the minimum budget for this program is this amount for that program is that amount. It's, it's not a small investment but I also know not just, it's not a, my worth thing. It's also, I know how much work I have to do. Like I, you're literally hiring a team to run your fashion brand. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that. And Raven was somebody else. She still tells me my rates are too low. Like she still, when I tell y'all Raven want me to charge y'all $50, $50 million. Like, so she, <laughs> she still tells me like, no increase, increase. And I've started to be obedient. And I remember I wrote my curriculum up again the other day. And I put a number out there and I prayed over it. And I'm like, this is how much God wants me to, you know, charge for this particular service. It's like a really high end service that I didn't, I I had the idea before, but it wasn't the time. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, okay, God has given me this time. And again, he's given me the season. I see why now he was moving me across the country. I didn't understand why he wanted me to live in LA, which I know we're going to talk about, like, I didn't get it. And then like, I finally got it. Like, this is my rate to do A, B, and C in this new venture, in this new arena. And like, I'm totally okay with it. But I also know that if somebody invests this amount into me, the after value you have for a lifetime within your business, like the things, the seeds that have been planted in me from coaches and mentors, that after value is so much more than what the coaching program is, is asking for as an investment. Like you are literally planting a seed that's going to give you so like you're going to make that so many times over and over again Mm -hmm. absolutely so like yeah I think people forget that part like it's a one-time investment for a lifetime of like abundance if you really are with the right person if you with the right person yep no I completely agree wait are you still there yeah okay sorry I think my mic came out but um yeah so the business is growing. You started the was now the Fashionpreneur Academy, and then you open up a store. What made you wanted to want to go from the online business to the in person store? Mm-hmm. So, ah, wow, transparency moment right here. So, God definitely directed me to open this store, definitely. But the way it was directed to me was out of a place of I could say unhappiness I was in a relationship which you know about mm-hmm. and that relationship was coming to an end and it wasn't that anybody was a bad person it, I could just see that God wanted me to transition and things were being revealed to me within that relationship where I was like I kind of got to let go great person great guy but I kind of God needs me to be in solitude right now and literally a month after mentally making that decision because you know women do stuff mentally before they move or do anything differently so once I mentally came to that, I realized that God was directing me like to have a store. And what happened again, God speaks to me a lot through dreams. I have a dream that we're in my store again. And I already had this dream. Remember, God already told me December 2015, you got a store and it's in Baltimore, but you're missing your moment. So I went back. I had to do a lot of self-work and I'm like, okay, God, you telling me again, I got a store. So I remember, and I, I used to move really quick, like up until a few weeks ago. Like, I was very like, I mean, I just started like really realizing what God was doing with me on that. But like, I remember like saying, OK, it's my time. Like, you know, I, I'm a, in the space of mentally being in solitude. I need to I need to continue that. And God wants me to open a store. And I remember looking at a space and I liked the space and I was going to make it work which I do a lot of. I was talking to Taylor yesterday. I said, I can tell. She said, one of my challenges, and they talked about this in church the other day, is that I fall in love with potential. I always see potential and say, okay, we're going to make that happen. Instead of meeting people exactly where they are, I always fall in love with potential. And I mean, like, with team members, with employees, I can always see, like, okay, I see what you want to do with yourself and I see bigger for you. Like, I see more, so I'm going to force you into more instead of meeting you exactly where you are. And I remember like, I saw this office space and it was like on the second floor. It wasn't a storefront space. Like you would have a trouble, you would have trouble getting in to find me within the storefront. It would be a challenge for parking, but I'm like, oh no, I can make it work. I can make it work. So I literally apply. I don't put down, um, oh, I put down a security deposit because I got approved. Um, And the deposit was like $1,500. So I put this down and God came to me again in a dream. And then he told me like, that's not it. And I remember going online one day and as soon as I logged in online, the first thing that popped up was my store. Like I knew it was mine and it was the exact amount per month that the deposit was I just put down. And I was like, God, oh, you funny, you funny, <laughs> funny. So I went that day. I called the landlord. He was so sweet and he was like, oh, come down today. And I went and I knew immediately it was my store. I was like, this is my store. Like, I'm supposed to be here, but I couldn't move in for like another month. So. I remember saying, well, I just got to get my deposit back from this other person. I applied. The process was amazing. And the other person, I knew, he was not of God. Like, I remember the stuff he was saying, the questions he was asking. And I remember when he told me I was approved, he said, I, I think I'm going to take a chance on you.
1: Oh, and I'm wow. like, huh?
0: Yeah. Y'all got to listen to how people communicate. Words, <laughs> it, it matters. Mm. And when he says he's going to take a chance on me. And I remember the other landlord who's so amazing, Mr. Chauffeur, love him to this day. He told me like, he like he, all he saw was how amazing I was for the moment I walked in. And I remember it was a rainy day when I went to go see the store. And he was like, the next time I saw him, it was like more in an interview setting. He wanted to look at my cash flow and my numbers. He said, well, look at you all dressed up. You look completely different last week. You look so great. You look beautiful. You look like the business owner you are. You look like the empire builder you are. This is before seeing a number, before seeing anything. He's just like, you look. You look like the confident woman you are. Like, and this is like an old white man. Just, I'm like, what is he talking about? And he just kept looking at me like, I'm just so happy for you, and I could feel his energy. And like, as soon as he looked at the numbers, he said, "You know, I see you're doing pretty well." But I was doing okay. My first year in business, I made like fifty thousand dollars. Like, I, I think I, yeah, I grossed fifty k my first year. So like, that's not a whole lot compared to like. (laughs) thank God to like where you're going in your business. But especially to a landlord, you got to remember they're investing in you. They want to make sure you're bringing in. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, I see you're making like this amount, you know, but what are your goals? And on paper, all you see is I'm making 50,000, but I can tell you this is, I had my business plan. One thing, y'all, you got to meet God where he is. You can't come to the table and just thank God just going to give you all these seeds and you don't have your, your business plan set up. You don't have your documentation. You don't have your LLC. You don't have your trademark. I came with everything correct. And he was like, I cannot believe how organized you are at 24 years old. And I'm like, no, I come correct. I want my store. Mm -hmm. And I was 25 at the time. I'm like, no, like I'm serious about this. And he told me like on the spot, like he was asking me certain questions about my goals. And he said, I'm just so happy for you. And the next day he called me like, hey, Jessica, I'm so proud of what you're about to build within this space. And I was like, and this is like, and the other guy told me he was taking a chance on me with my $50,000 a year. Mm -hmm. This this, this person's telling me he can't wait to see what I'm about to build inside of his space. And I remember I was like, okay, got you, God. So I went to the other landlord and asked for my money back. Do you know this man was like, it's too late for that. You signed, um, what did he say? You signed the application. And guys remember, I've been in property management my whole life. So I had to go to the per the law. I have not signed a lease. I haven't signed anything with you. An application is just an application. I need my money back. Like, I can't believe you're serious. Right. He's like, I'm not giving you, he's me, I'm not giving you a cent back. So, y'all, I really wanted to go Baltimore, Alameda for him. <laughs> but I said, no, 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 no. I handled it the correct business way. I went down to the courthouse. It's only, and I think y'all forget this, it's only $30 to sue somebody. I went right down to that courthouse. I made a filing and I remember he got the documentation and he called me and said, Hey, Jessica, he left me a voicemail. I didn't answer. Hey Jess. Um, I hope all is well. I just wanted to, um, what did he say? I want to, I wanted you to check your email. I have a great proposition for you. He emails me and says, um, what did he say? Oh, I want to give you half your money back. What? (laughs) So I I wrote back, I I, I want exactly what I gave you. Right. See, that's another thing. A lot of people will compromise. I said, no. So I wrote him back again. I get a call from a lawyer about a month later before our court date. And the lawyer says, hey, Jessica, just wanted to let you know that he wanted to give you your full refund, as as you should, as you should. He gave me my full refund. I got my new store. So that was a big lesson for me about patience and listening, because I knew that space wasn't right. I fell in love with potential with that other space. Mm. But I found my right space. I moved into that right space. We opened the store. It was a great grand opening. Um, And I felt like, honestly, God directed me to open the store. Did I need a store? No. But God wanted me to do that. And now I see why. There have been so many million dollars, million, million dollar ideas built within that store. Mm. So many. Um, There have been so many breakthroughs within that store spiritually. There have been so many new ventures within that store there. It's just been so many employees that have poured into me and taught me things. It's just been amazing. And um, I didn't know how long God wanted me there because I didn't really want a store at first. I didn't realize what he wanted me to do with the space. And now I see like it was he needed me to learn how to operate a store because he wanted something bigger for me. Mm -hmm. So the store was a stepping stone for me to now move to L.A. So I'm moving my entire business. And it sounds like the craziest thing in the world to somebody that's not a believer. Right. I'm moving my entire business across the country to Los Angeles in a few weeks. I'm going to L.A. on Sunday to go see my new office. And I took my time with that. I sent I have an employee in L.A. I sent her to go look at the new space. Um, and she looked at like four offices and she is a believer. She looked at four offices. She said, they're not the one. And then she found this one. And she said, I don't know if it's the one I want you to come see it. I booked the flight. I'm like, okay. She sent me the video. I saw in the video, like, this is, I can see this is the one. Mm-hmm. I know it's the one. And I called the landlord. I said, well, can I just apply? And he said, it's available now. We can't hold it. Everywhere I called I was like, we can't hold something till December. It's November. And I'm like, well, you know, I really feel like this is the one for me. The landlord calls me back, like, hey, Jess, go ahead and apply. Um, What I'll do is I'll hold it for you until you come out here. If you could just put down a small deposit, I'll hold it for you. And if you don't like it, I'll give it back. And I'm like, no problem. So I'm going to the space on Monday. It is literally in, I, I don't think I could have got a better location. Like, it's in the fashion district. Like, I posted a picture like a year ago on my timeline, if you go on my Instagram, and it was a picture of an office space in the fashion district. And it's not cheap to be in the district. So I'm sitting here like, One day it's gonna be mine. One day, and like being a fashion business entrepreneur in the fashion district, you can't. It doesn't get no more qualified. Right. And I'm like, how did God give me this space? And the space is literally like three hundred dollars less than my store right now. It's affordable. It's in my budget. The lighting, like the the sunlight comes through. I just know that it's mine. And I can't wait to go in there with my holy oil on Monday. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to tell the landlord, can you give me a second? And I'm shutting the door and I'm going into war room in that space. Like Mm -hmm. I need you to cover this space. I need this Holy spirit up in this space because like you got to make sure it's him talking to you. You always got to make sure. So like before I signed anything, I said, well, let me come see it. I will catch a flight out there to make sure it's the one, but I know it's the one I know it. And like, um, I don't know. I just feel like, The the store was a stepping stone for this bigger thing that's happening. And I'm not, it's not necessarily a store that's in LA. It's more of a showroom. Mm -hmm. So in the fashion districts, the stores are open from like nine to five. You can buy wholesale. And this year I started a wholesale store and I felt like I didn't put enough time into my wholesale store because the Academy runs my life. So I didn't have enough time and enough employees to really put wholesale where I wanted it to be. So we have a wholesale store. I'm now in the district where you can wholesale in person. I'm now having I have one employee directly for that. So that abundance that God had for me is now within a new department that I already had in place. It just wasn't its season. So now I can focus on that new season. Well, my team member can because remember, like you just said, get hired an expert. You can't do everything. Mm-hmm. So I have my team member who's going to focus on that now. And I see that the store was a stepping stone. So people are asking me, you're not going to keep a store here. Why are you closing? You can't tell everybody what God is telling you to do. Yes. Like, what? I, I had a girl in my live a couple of weeks ago. Is is it is it expansion if you're moving across the country or like that's not expansion. You're closing, like you're relocating. That's not expansion. And I was like, <sighs> Can you get off my live? Wow. Like, get off my live. Like, oh my gosh, So like, it was insane. But when I tell you, God directed me a while ago that I was supposed to move here. So um so basically i had an opportunity and i had an opportunity to work with a celebrity a very well known celebrity and this celebrity in particular i wasn't sure if i was supposed to work with her and let me tell y'all something i don't me and taylor are the same when it comes to people yeah. we can sit next to now i can't say we can sit next to beyonce and be calm because right. i <laughs> that's mean <different>. is. <laughs> that's that's it's a little different, different <laughs> and and in your case jay-z we know you love it yeah, if it's a man I don't know, but we can sit next to some people and we've been in rooms of people and we, Hey, how you doing? Like, we don't look, we breathe the same. We take, we do the same things. Mm -hmm. We, we like, you not no different. So I'm, I'm not impressed by you being who you are. And I remember this celebrity wanted to work with me and I, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I remember I made a proposal for her and, um, I was like, we about to do some work together. And this, this particular person has a background of like kind of being a little, you know, Ratchet. can clash a little bit. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, eh, I retired those ways. I don't know. So every time we were supposed to work together, it was a delay. So I'm like, okay, God, I got you. And God actually used me to help this person. This person's been through a lot this year. So I sent um, her flowers after she had said something go on. And I remember I sent her a prayer and she was like, nobody does that for me. So I started praying for her and sending her prayers and sending her prayers. And that's now something that is incorporated and you can see a shift. You can see a shift. It's not all there, but you can see a shift. So like, I I saw God didn't want me to work with this person. Just not yet. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not concerned with it. And it's it's not a big care of mine Mm. because God has something different for me. So this person asked me the first time we met, what's your thoughts on moving to Los Angeles? And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. And I'm like, I would move today if I could, but I don't know. And this is like almost two years ago now. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, you know, I, I would definitely need you. I would need to connect with you. And she starts sending me pictures of like her future stores and stuff. And she's like, you know, can you come out here this week, next week? Like it was a requirement. Then I had another opportunity with somebody that out in, in the basement when I was tr- like really trapping out the basement, there was a boutique. Um, And you guys may be familiar with this boutique, Sonia B's, amazing boutique, black-owned boutique. I love Sonia. And I actually started out with her because when she was in the mud in her business, and she has an empire name, like empire. When she was in the mud, she was living in like Mississippi, I think it was, or she was living somewhere down south. And that's where she's from. And I reached out to her like, hey, can I design for your boutique? And I was like, you know, we can basically do like a dropship system where you can show my custom designs, I'll make them and then ship them to your customers. So we had a whole system set up. So she was one of the first people to pour into my business in the basement, trapping. Mm -hmm. And I remember she moved to L.A., she opened a store and it was in the district. Guess where my office at, y'all? the same building that hers isn't right now. I don't know if she's still in that space or if she moved within that building. And she is a prayer warrior. She's, a, she's an amazing woman. So like, you got to look at those different signs God will do to align you. Like, and I remember she reached out to me with the opportunity of a lifetime, like two opportunities. And I'm like, what? And we didn't start working together yet on this new venture. But I'm like, you want me to do that? And what's the first question? When can you get to LA? And then I had... So many other opportunities where people just kept saying, like, are you in L.A.? Can you come to L.A.? Everything was next level. It was a higher level than what I was used to dealing with. And I'm like, what is God trying to show me? And then I went to L.A. again one time and I felt so at home. Like I had never felt at home so much in another city because there was times I was supposed to move all these different cities. I was supposed to live in New York before and I stopped that process. I felt like it wasn't God telling me to move there. He wanted me to wait. And then I kept thinking, is L.A. too far? Now I'm so fearless on the process. Like, I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I have the staff already. I have, everything's already set up. So I felt like, really, long story short, that the store in Baltimore was a stepping stone for my bigger departments that are opening up within my business, I'm not here just to only sell clothes through a boutique or I'm not here to only design collections seasonally. I'm here to do that for other people's businesses and um so i'm I'm dealing with um I have a new program for like high level clientele that are like the celebrity people and just people that don't have time to invest and they need somebody to manage so this showroom is now more of a brand management platform that I'm gonna be um basically housing people's brands in to now get them into publications and things like that. And I always, I always had a passion for like branding and PR. And I didn't think that was something, I never believed in public relations people. I always had the worst luck with PR. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do not believe in paying people to, for their relationships. But God is doing something a little different with me. And it's not necessarily PR, but he wants me to basically do the work for some clients. So I have this new CEO branding experience that's gonna be opening up when I get to LA. And it's basically me taking your fashion brand and literally running it, my team, managing it, um, so yeah, I realized that's what he wanted me to do. So yeah, the store was simply a stepping stone for my next level. And I had to learn those things before I could now offer those services to those clients. Mm-hmm. I had to experience it before I could offer it. So it was more of an experience and a, a stepping stone. Before we continue on with this amazing interview, this episode is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, the first ever online community that provides you with the tools and the resources you need to grow your faith and your business. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, then Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. Each month, we have a different series topic consisting of two live sessions, one about faith, one about business. We have weekly prayer calls, devotionals, quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, and my favorite, accountability to getting everything done. Each month, we will have an expert guest conduct our business masterclass, and Jessica is one of our expert guests. I'm bringing in people that you will have to pay over 10 times the price of the society to even have a conversation with them. Some of our topics include going from employee to full time entrepreneur, how to diversify your revenue stream so that you're making money in your sleep, how to balance it all without becoming overwhelmed, and so, so much more. I'm so excited about this community because it is exactly what I needed when I felt so lost and stuck in my faith and my business. Registration opens on November 23rd, aka Black Friday. To learn more and to be added to the wait list, visit com slash community. Let's get back to the show. That's so awesome. So obviously your team is a huge part of your business and a lot of entrepreneurs especially I listen to the show, I really in that solopreneur stage. But again, if Mm -hmm. God continues to elevate you, you're going to have to have people. We can't do everything for ourselves. So how do you make sure, because this is such a huge God-centered vision, what do you do practically to make sure that the people that you're hiring are the right people? And it's not any of those, are you sure, or these crystal folks, or any of these people who ain't really about their (laughs) Jesus life. How do you make sure you keep the devil out? And have the right people building this vision. Oh, mm. we're going, we going there, there. Yep. Okay. Got you. <laughs> so y'all, oh my gosh. So I have been tested and I have been, but like I told you yesterday I was really in a deep spiritual place. Like I was in tears in my prayer yesterday, just thanking God for everything he's doing and and the people he's moving and shifting. And one thing I had is one of my best friends, Taylor, So Taylor worked with me part-time. You know, she was a product of Ravens Ravens Culture program. And I remember she used to do makeup. So, guys, her name on Instagram is at Taylor, I think, underscore Gordon. Mm -hmm. So Taylor is one of my best friends. She worked full-time with me. Like she's been there through the beginning of this Fashionpreneur Academy, at least. At regular exposure, I started it like before I met her. But the academy, she's been there from the beginning. Like watch me write the curriculums and things on our work computers. And I remember. She wanted to leave the nine to five and she had quit to pursue makeup full time. And that wasn't her purpose. And I remember she needed a part-time job. I hired her part-time because nobody knew my business more than her still to this day. Nobody knows the Academy more than Taylor. So like um, I hired her to work with me part-time and I remember she used to feel micromanaged and then Taylor had left to pursue. I remember we had a mastermind one day, and I told her, like, you have an empire on your hands. Like, you should be doing this for other companies. Like, this operations thing. Like, she operated my business. And she started an operations firm. So now she has multiple clients. And she has, Raven is her client now. Mm-hmm. Um, Coriel is her client. I was her client. So, like, I reached out to Taylor. And I told her, um, we did, like, a 60-day trial. And then I reached out again. Like, hey I need your services before I get to L.A. I want to get started again. And she called me yesterday. And I just knew she was about to be like, all right, we're well, we about to get started again. blah. Blah, blah. And she said, you know, I really want to pray over this because you micromanage me. Like we had a transparent conversation and she was like, you do it with all your employees. And I think that's why they feel like they might feel challenged a little bit. Like my employees love me, but I've realized like she was like, you got to let go. Like you got to surrender. And I was like, God using you right now because I had to surrender. So I had challenges with my turnover. I had like five employees in the past two years. And I felt like I had challenges um, because of me being a micromanager, wanting to do have control and not delegating. So I would I would delegate, but I would jump in and start trying to help. And they feel like, well, you just told me to do it. So why, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. People want to feel trusted. They want to feel like they're trusted. And I've realized that literally like last month when my last, you know, I, I messaged y'all like, y'all, my full-time right hand just gave notice. But she moved out of state and I was like, you know, she gave me so much feedback and she was like, you were the best boss I ever had. This was the best experience I ever had. If I ever move to L.A., I'm coming back. I just want you to don't be fearful to delegate. And I'm like, thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. And Taylor was told me the same thing. And I just had this aha moment of like, this is why. So I had to look at myself, number one, when it came to employees. What can I do differently? Mm-hmm. What can I do? And now I've gotten I'm still a work in progress, but I am way more comfortable with delegating. now. Me and Taylor are about to work together again, and we have a clear understanding, like, leave me alone. She was like, look, you're going to have to delete the emails off your phone, your computer. You're going to have to let me. I got you. And she said to me yesterday, "You nobody, like, I got you. We friends before anything. You think I'm going to let this? You think I'm not going to do my job? I got you. And I'm like, I know you got me. And God needs me to delegate right now so he can get me to my next level. I can't be doing 50 things. Mm-hmm. So I, have, I had to learn how to step back and trust people now how did I learn to trust people putting godly women in my business the person well I'll say I had an employee that was full-time with me and she was somebody that believed in the universe crystals spirits and I remember like thinking am I supposed to have this person in the business and I realized like "Mm, I don't know and then she had given me notice and I was like all right cool like I got you God So I I was in a place where I basically cleaned house and now every person in my business is prayerful. And honestly, I used to be fearful to hire friends. Like I was scared to work with Taylor. Who's one of my best friends. I have another best friend named Brittany. She has her own business part-time, but she's always worked full-time. And and she's moving with me to LA. Like that's my roommate when we first get there. And this is my ride or die best friend from high school. Like she listens to me vent. She, she tells me all the time about myself. She's like my therapist. And both of them are working with me. And that was new for me. I'm always like, don't hire your friends. But my friends are godly. We have the, the life application Bible you made me get, Tatum, because your book told me. Yes. We, we, do study, we do Bible study together. So it's bigger than when you hire people, you better make sure that God is the center of it. So we have Bible study together. We have war room prayers together. All three of us went into war room recently together in tears, praying for each other's businesses, each other's seeds for our business that they're contributing to. Because I look at it as our business. Y'all are all CEOs in your own right. So like I've learned to hire managers and let them delegate. So my managers within my companies are all people I know are God-based. And I have one person that works within my company that already lives in LA. Her name is Alicia. And she was an intern for my LA retreat last year. And she wanted nothing in return for the amount of work she did. And I could not believe, I kept telling her, like, you, you overworked yourself. And she was so calm, so at peace. And I remember her telling me, she lived two hours out of LA. She told me she was moving to LA. And we always stayed in touch. That was, that's a good friend of mine at this point. And um, I remember I kept running into her every time I came to LA and I asked her, I said, you know, why don't you start a business on this event production and event management? You're so good at it. And she said, I don't want to be a business owner. You think I will to be stressed as you, you think I want to be stressed. As- I don't want to do that. I want to work. And I said, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. When I hire people, I look for people that are not entrepreneurial <laughs> Yeah, because they don't stick around. Entrepreneurs, when I ask you a question about what's your future and you tell me you want to do what I do. I look at it as I think that's great, but I look at it as you're not gonna stick around. Because if this for you, you might believe God gonna have it happen. It might happen real quick. Mm. And I want you to get your blessings. So I'll be doing you a disservice by hiring you and holding you up. Because I require a lot. So I now look for people that want to be employees. I look for people that are faith-based and I ask certain questions. How do you deal with stress? And when they tell me I go to God, I go to prayer. And when I hear them recite certain things, I say, okay, got you and people people know the bible and don't know god so i still look for certain things i still look for i look for your character and every person in my team has shown their character through being through friendship or through interning for me in the past so i've stopped my process is is a little different now i don't just do the whole interview thing when i go to la next week i have to interview two girls but we've been interviewing for about a month it's been a whole process of phone calls conversations like I need to get to know you before I let you into the most imperative portion of my life, which is my business. Like, I, I got a. Mm. So now I have like three interviews. I do like two of them virtually, one on the phone. Well, four. one in person, I now don't just make a decision. I pray over it down to like the dollar amount I'm offering you. I now make sure people are qualified. Remember, I told you I used to fall in love with potential. Mm -hmm. So now I check for qualifications. And qualifications for me, like you said in your book, and I'm going to keep saying your book because your book is everything for me. (laughs) So like you said in and Bossed Up," you know, it's so many people, employees look at time. They look to say, oh, because Jane did three to five years in this position. She's more qualified. I don't care about that no more. I care about your your mindset. I care about your skill set and what you're doing to grow your skill set. What are you doing to educate yourself? And if God is part of that education, then we good to go. So like Taylor, I was one—I was her first client in a sense. You know, she doesn't have 10 years background, but she's so good at what she does. Like she's needed within my business. Like I literally prayed yesterday when she told me like, you micromanage me. I had to pray that she don't not want to work with me because I'm like, Lord, please let her know. Like I'm willing to I'm willing to sac- surrender this business to her right now because I need her. There's nobody I trust more. And me and my best friend prayed. This is my first time working with her full time. She's gonna be my like manager for my academy. She's overqualified for the position. She's been able to put her brand into retailers. She's been able to connect. And she's not an Instagram girl. She don't do none of this stuff. Like, she is so good at what she does silently. And I'm like, everything you're doing within your business, I need you to do it within mine. Like, and we prayed together because we gonna be spending a lot of time together. So I now not look at cred- credentials, I look at I look at your gifts. I look at your future goals. I look at, of course, I look at your skill set, but I don't look at how long you've done something. Now, I do get people that aren't qualified that apply for stuff all the time, like all the time. I have people that apply for every opening. But the first thing I do is look at your LinkedIn. And when I have a conversation with you and you, I can feel the energy is right. I go off of that. I believe that anybody, like God qualifies people. So you never know, even though the documentation says they did four years at this job, when they get, you have no idea what they can do within your business. So I now work off of like character more than anything. And then I look at what I can, what I can give to them, um, when I'm hiring and I, I stay away from any enemies. And if you attempt to be an enemy and I've had enemies within my business, I've had sales associates that stole time from me and would like leave for two hours and come back to the store. I've had people that were great within my business, but they weren't of God. And I noticed that they weren't happy in certain places within the, the requirements of the position. So like, I just had to now learn, like nobody can come into this business without being of God. And I take my time. I don't think I'm gonna be without because it took me longer to fill this position. Um, yeah, I just make sure that they're Godly driven. Their faith, their faith is number one for them. and that that I'm just that my business is a priority for them. It's not just a job. I do not hire people that are looking for jobs ever. One of the things I love most about you and everybody who's listened to this interview thus far can hear it, is that you keep your head down into your business like into what god wants you to do into what you need to do and don't really spend too much time looking up and looking to the side to see what everybody else is doing and that's so amazing that you do that and it's something that a lot of people don't do because i don't know it might be because of insecurities or whatever but so many people get caught up in like this comparison thing and i honestly think it's Mm -hmm. when you are solid in your relationship with god you really can be unbothered about most things but um, oh yeah but a lot of people aren't so they're looking at social media and think that oh because this is working for such and such then i need to do this like you're doing stuff that hasn't been done before you know what i mean and for the innovator for the pioneer you gotta walk with not knowing how the heck this stuff is going to work out. And I talked about this on one of these shows, mm-hmm. on one of these podcasts where somebody um the thinking grow chick Courtney was telling me how God was leading her to do something and she started listening to my podcast and she kind of thanked me for going first. And I was like, you know, "Yeah, crazy. I could have easily been looking around to see what other people are doing." when it comes to speaking or podcast or um, ministry, since God has sending me that way, I could have easily looked at what other people were doing, but I had to keep my head down and stay on my knees and stay on my face and turn down my plate and read my Bible, do every single thing God told me to do in order for me to get this type of confidence. So for you, how do you keep your head down? Have you ever felt like you were tempted to, oh, uh, I shouldn't do this because this is working for somebody else or fall into that comparison trap? Yeah, for me, I before I had a business coach, like when I was like still at the nine to five, I used to compare all the time. I would be on Instagram like, dang, their business is thriving. And, and these people are now some of my friends, some of my associates. <laughs> like, And I'd be like, they doing their thing. I just want to connect with them. And one of my, um, well, I, ha- I have so many friends now that are like in the same industry. And the way that God connected us wasn't through social media. Like one friend I have that I've connected with, um, Nicole Linnell, she has a brand and a lot of people know her. She's like grossed over a million dollars in her first year. I remember I first met her. I had like 2,000 followers on Instagram. I wasn't coming to her as a fan. I remember like messaging her like, oh, hey, I see that you are coming to D.C. I want to connect with you. I have an event I'm going to and then I want to drive out there and let's meet. And she was so like, yes, let's do it. Like, it wasn't like, well, this is my fee. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, let's do it. I love what you're about to do. I love what you're building to do. So she was one of like my first speakers when I was just starting my uh, retreats and like was charging me like $50, $100. Like we got it out the mud together when it came to like the speaking and, and panels and we learned so much together. And then like, I look at that in people and I I, I never compared myself. I never, you. I always felt like she was amazing at what she did. And I wanted to learn how she was so good, but never to be her. I always had my own vision, you know, and and we always connected with each other. And she tells you to this day, like when we are together, when we're doing panels together, she's like, come on, just pray over us. I know you about to pray over us. Like, yes, let's do it. You know, and I remember like she had reached a a point in her business where she just needed prayer. She just needed a friend to pray. And I was that for her. So you never know what people need. Don't look at these people as 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 competitors. You can look up to these people, but sometimes people just need you for different reasons. We barely talk about business now. It's usually about things that are happening that we need to pray over. I have another friend named um, Shay. She has an amazing boutique in Philly that does crazy well. And like me and her pray all day together. We, we send audios like it's deeper than business. And and we're going to LA together next week to buy wholesale, you know? So I feel like I don't have competitors. I, I just have like friends that are in the same industries. And I never looked at these businesses as like competition. I always looked at them as like, how can we continue to grow together? And if we can't, it's a lot of businesses that don't want nothing to do with all of us. And that's fine. Like, I just look at the ones that we can help each other. And we help each other. We help each other. We 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 sit in group chats. This would look great in your store. I found this new vendor. Look at this. Look at this manufacturer I got for you. Like we help each other. Like we still are getting it, you know. So I feel like I just don't pay attention to what anybody's doing from a standpoint of why is it working for them. Um, I congratulate and then. Honestly, I don't even see like this point. I don't even know what new businesses are starting. Like I literally hired somebody within my business just to kind of do like social media and things like that and, and influence. I don't know who the new influences are. I, I'm too busy and what I got going mm-hmm. on. So like, I just don't pay attention to it. And it has nothing to do with like my success, like whatever my friends are doing. We just, we literally check in for prayer and that's it. We ain't got time to keep checking in on each other to say, this is what this person's doing. You will not find in our group chats, a screenshot of any other business, any other woman. You won't find it because we don't do it. Like we don't have time. You will never see it. That's why I told you guys when I had, like, I found out I had a new competitor. I do not care. Like when my friends were hitting me up, like I'm saying something. I'm like, y'all, no, you can't. It's nothing to say. Why would you do that? Why would you tear down somebody else's business? Because it's similar. It's Walmart and Target. And most Walmarts are across the street from Target. Like, you're going to go to which one you want to go to. Who cares? Like, I I never know. I never know when somebody's copying me or doing something similar. I never know. I never pay any mind. I did have one time in particular, I had somebody come into my business that act like they wanted to have a discovery call with us and wanted to join the program. And my entire curriculum, when we were doing follow-up calls, my full-time employee. I never see it. I, I, it's never me that sees it, but my full-time employee comes to me like, Jess, our entire syllabus is on this person's website. I think they're doing coaching now. And she came to us saying she needed help with the boutique. And I'm like, huh? And she showed it to me. It was word for word for word for word, like my curriculum. And we followed up with her and she was like, oh yeah, I'm doing coaching now. I, I, I know you're like the go. I want you to help and I'm like, okay. And I didn't see the curriculum yet that she had online. And then I saw it. I sent the most professional email and just CC my lawyer like, hey, you plagiarized us. Like, and that's it. And I don't care. I never went back to see if it's still up. I don't care. Like I never care. And I would never take down another business. Now, like If you're copying word for word and, and you're, that's something different where I'll say something, but like, I don't know. My head gotta be there. I don't have enough time in my day. I barely got enough time to eat. <laughs> like some days. So like for me to make time to look at my competitors in a way of like wanting to be where they are, no. Like what God has for me is for me and my the two friends I just mentioned to you guys like Nicole, like she's like 7 years older than me. Shay is like 2 years older than me. Like everybody's in different places in their life. People have been through different things, so you can't compare your your journey to anybody's and you can't put a biological clock on stuff. Women do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we just put by 30, I have a million dollar business. No, by the time God decides that for me, I want to have it. Like, you know, so I've I've definitely learned that. Like, I don't, I don't pay attention to what nobody got going on. Nobody. That's awesome. Yes. This, uh, I cannot wait until this comes out. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so to wrap it up, what would be one piece of advice that you will give someone who is currently growing in both their business and in their relationship with God? Who mm. God is the center of it, so I know you're growing in both, but you cannot do one without the other. Yes. The first time that I sent a prayer out to my mailing list, I think I've, I've messaged you guys, I sent you guys a screenshot. I had somebody write me that was on the mailing list. God and business don't coincide, this was disrespectful for you to send thanks. Take me off this list. I don't even know who you are. I don't even know you. I was like, honey, you put yourself on this list. I don't add people to my list. Number one. And number two, I'm so glad you revealed yourself. And I sent out a prayer again the next week. And I said, Hey, if anybody's on here that has a problem with faith, go ahead and, and sign off right now. I don't care if there's two people on my mailing list. If they are the two people that are faith driven and we both know God got us, then that's the two people I'm gonna work with. So Understand that God is the center of it. The abundance, the harvest comes when you put him at the center and don't think about the financial goal. I don't, don't think about, he'll give you the financial goal. Like you said in your book, Tatum, God told you, I'm gonna make a million dollars this year. I'm gonna make a million dollars. He told you that goal. You didn't decide that for yourself. Like you didn't decide because I'm the CEO. No, God's the CEO. He tells us how much we're going to do. God told me this year I was going to do this amount and, and like, I didn't understand why these things were happening. Like like I said, my first year in business, I made only $50,000 and you couldn't tell me I wasn't a millionaire. Like my humility to that 50,000, cause I made it myself. You could not tell me, thank you, God. Like I was so grateful. And then the next year he quadrupled my revenue. Still so grateful with the same work ethic of that 50K. And here I am today, like I can't believe what God has allowed me to gross this year. Like, I can't believe it. And I still pay myself the same salary that I paid myself last year. Because I, I think a lot of people think that too, too Tatum. Like, because I grossed half a mil, I got half a mil. Nah, sis. Sure don't. <laughs> like, nah. nah. My, my business account... Sees a certain amount, but my payroll, I'm on my payroll. I'm an employee of my business. I get a certain check and I live within that means. And what I can afford to do within that means is what I do. I have a, a a good salary that I decided on. And it's not, it's a normal nine to five salary if you ask me. And I live humble in that salary. And I might give myself a little bonus around Christmas, but that's about it. Like I live within my salary. Like I still might have to wait to pay for something. I might be like, give me a couple weeks on that. Like, it's very rare. I, I go beyond that. Very rare. But like, um, take the money out of it. Take out that goal that you want to make a certain amount and ask God to 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 list out your goals for you. Allow him to speak to you and list them out. But he has to be the center. If you're working on both, you got to understand that God is still the first thing. So I'm going to tell you what Tatum did to me. I in her book, Blessed and Bossed Up, she told me that I have to get this Bible called the Life Application Study Bible. It helps you break down the Bible as millennials, as women, as anybody. It's hard to read the Bible. Sometimes you don't know what what what, what the Bible is saying or what the word says. You might find yourself on Google asking what this word means like this Bible breaks it down for you. So I got that Bible off Amazon and I bought one for all of my team members, all of them. See, that that's what matters, too. The people around you got to be getting the same seeds else. If you're the only one that's blessed and blessed step, there's that, that, a problem. Mm-hmm. So I got everybody in the book. So Bible study is incorporated into our, into our business now. Every Wednesday, we have to have a Bible study. It's not super long, but it's just something to reflect. So every Wednesday, my team members, have, we have to talk. And we have to check on our, our personal lives and where we are first before we can pour into the business. So put God first. And every team member that that you're qualifying has to have God within it as well, um, and just let Him organize everything. Also, I have I have every book that Tatum ever put out. <laughs> so <laughs> Tatum, Tatum's journal, um, God is my CEO. It forces you to surrender your business to God, and and I make journal entries um, in the morning and in the evening, and I literally have to write out and and submit to God what my challenges are. It makes me keep track of my prayers. So I write down what my prayer is. God, I want to do this this year. Yesterday I I just prayed for a, a transition that was full of him. I prayed over my new office that I'm considering. I prayed over my new apartment. I prayed over my team. I prayed over surrendering again to my employees. So just putting him at the center and making the time for him and a lot of people just say, Oh, just 10 minutes. That don't work for me. For me, I need a few hours with yeah. him. Like, like I, I need a few hours per day. And yes, some days may be busier than others, but I need a few hours. Like last night, I had like a good four hour session with God. Like I needed it to wake up happy today. This morning, when I got in the shower, I prayed in the shower. I, I had all my Tasha cobbs, Like I spend my time with God. um, So yeah, just spend your time with him and then you will see abundance that you have never seen before. Like people cannot understand how's this girl moving across the country? How is she shutting down her store? Why she's doing it? Like, but it's not for you to understand. Like man, if you wait for man to understand you, you'll be waiting forever, honey. So I I just, I say just put him first and understand that the, the harvest comes from that. And the harvest is not the financial. The harvest is when you're employing your friends, and you're your employing people, you're your, your feeding families, you're your now giving vacation time to people, like you are, you're pouring into people's goals, you're setting them up for their next career, I think that's where the success comes from, you have clients that are successfully living their best lives because of what, what you've given to them, that's what matters to me, and people always want your story too, I have to say that as well, Just because this is my story doesn't mean it's yours. People ask me, whenever I talk about Raven, whenever I talk about any of my mentors, people say, well, who who was your mentors? Who was your coaches? I tag them all the time. You need to figure out what works for you. These coaches work for us. These coaches guided us. My mentors that were within fashion guided me. You can go to every person, but if you're not prepared with the necessary things, they can't give you what you need. Raven, people always ask me, who was your first business coach? Raven was my first business coach. But one thing, y'all, I came to Raven with 10 years of experience. She didn't know fashion. She doesn't know fashion. She knows business. I had to come with her to her with a business idea. You can't come to people half and think that they're going to make you whole. You got to already have some experience. Um, when people go to my mentors, I have a mentor named Tiffany. I have a mentor named Mary. I have so many mentors. They say, well, who, who, who taught you wholesale? Who taught you this? Who taught you that? Who taught you how to publicly speak? Who taught you? Like, you got to figure out your own methodology. And these people might be part of your methodology, but you got to figure out your own as well. And it goes back to the word of God and having him direct you to the right person. Like, it's so many coaches. There's so many guides. There's so many things out there. Let God direct you to who you're supposed to be working with. I specialize in only fashion. So I have people all the time that come to me like, oh, but can you help me start a makeup business? Can you help me start um, this product-based brand? If it's not within fashion, I always refer you to who I think is the better fit for you. Like I have people all the time I have to turn away because they might be in a place in life where they want to start a fashion brand. They got the money, but they're telling me how they're in a relationship and it's not the person is not supporting them. I need you. I need you out of that space before I can help you. So, like, you got to figure out who and what works for where you are in your life and you got to meet God halfway. You cannot come and say, I want to do this today. And you haven't started the work. Whew child this is a whole word i ain't even got <laughs> i'm just gonna wrap this up here just tell everybody where they can follow you at and i'm just gonna put my edges back on when while you doing that Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was so fun okay so you guys can follow me on social media my instagram is at irregular underscore jess um, my fashion brand, if you guys want to shop with us, it's at Irregular Exposure. If you're in L.A., please feel free to just follow up with us. Let us know so we can set up a time for you to stop by our showroom. Um, and then if you are interested in learning how to start your own fashion brand and you're looking for education on how to build a fashion brand or it if you're a designer, emerging or aspiring stylist, um, boutique owner, We cover it all. Um, So I am able to guide you. I know we was just talking about how our rates are a little bit higher, but we do have very low cost options that are beneficial to your budget. So just schedule a discovery call with me so I can hop on a call with you, talk about your goals, um, and we can go from there. So my coaching is the Fashionpreneur Academy. Visit us online at thefashionpreneuracademy.com. And I'm excited to meet you. But Tatum, thank you so much having me yes like this was amazing and i'm so proud of you you we were supposed to do this like two times before i don't even know why do we why do we play ourselves and say we was going to do this when we was in mexico so y'all we went to mexico and we talking about are well, we going to do it in mexico child the way that water and, and the waves were set up it wasn't happening um yeah so i'm so glad it happened at this time because when i think about it i wasn't in the place in june where this transparency would have occurred. Like this wasn't the plan. So I'm so glad that it happened now because this is not where I was at in June at all, like at all. And I was in a great place in June, but I wasn't here. So like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just so glad that you, you always just listen to God's timing and I always do what you say because I already know God told you. (laughs) So as soon as you say, we got to do this now, I'm like, cool. So I'm just so proud of you. And I have to say, I know I'm saying all these things that I do, but you guys really, if you want to have God in your life, have a Tatum in your life. So don't go, now don't go DM and Tatum talking about, can we be friends? I ain't say do that now. She don't, look, she don't go, no, she don't go to no events. She don't do none (laughs) of that. But what you need to do, what you need to do is get the God is my CEO journal. That journal is probably the most powerful portion of my day. And you need to get the Blessed and Ball Up book. It teaches you, I was talking to Tatum earlier, like you literally are teaching me a new way of fasting. So I'm going to be fasting one day a week now versus trying to do these 21 day fasts. because the way that my, my love for food and stuff is set up, I thank God still working on me there. So the book has taught me so many different things um, and given me a lot of homework. So you need to check that out. And lastly, Tatum tells you in the book to get the Life Application Study Bible. I got that, and it has definitely changed some things already. And I haven't gotten too far in it, but I've made time to make sure that I get all the way through it. So, yes. Yes, thank you. And then we're opening up the Blessed and Bossed Up Society soon. So that'll be the space where, and I'm so glad I would have never did this on my own. That's why it's so awesome to let God tell you what to do, especially some like somebody like me that is introverted and I am very skeptical of people. Like my discernment has been a gift that I've had my whole life. And so it's a blessing and a curse because I be knowing no, this is not, I'm not going. But um, but yeah, I'm so glad to create that space because now I can really pour into the people. People do ask me a lot like, Can I be your mentor? Can I take you out? No, because I'm not taking I'm only doing what God tells me to do. And I'm only one person. I got to set up, you know, the boundaries in my life. And so I'm so excited about this community because this is where we'll really be able to see change happen. And Jess is going to be doing a masterclass. We ain't only going to be getting our faith right, but we're going to be getting the businesses right together. So I'm excited to have you again in teacher mode. Um, yeah, I'm hype. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the masterclass. So I'm going to be talking about why having one stream is just not enough. So I have a lot of different streams within fashion and business overall. And I'm excited to pour into you guys because like so many people ask me, like, well, Jess, how do we start a boutique? Not one of my clients only has one stream of revenue. Not one of them just have a boutique that you guys see online. Not one of them. And Even my friends that I help, like I told you guys about Nicole and she came to one of my classes like a year ago that I had on just like sketching and now she's a designer. That's another stream on top of being a boutique owner. Right. And I helped her with sketching. She's helped me with things like it's just imperative. You have other streams beyond that one product. And I want to help you understand why that's so important, not just from a fashion standpoint, period. Like and I think people forget how many different streams is under that one umbrella in anything you do if you do real estate you got seven different streams within just being a real estate investor mm-hmm. like it's so many things you could be doing so i'm excited to talk about that in the masterclass. and i'm just i'm just so proud of everything you're doing like it's it's just gonna be awesome man yes yes okay you guys so that wraps up another episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast i will be back next week